This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, and for Rob Hart, I'm Jim Goodis. Welcome to the Noon Business Hour. We'll take a look at the latest and greatest gadget showcased at this year's CES in Las Vegas. But first, so-called STEM skills, that's science, technology, engineering, and math, are in high demand and will be a cornerstone to many jobs in the future. Here to talk about that, Michelle Reisdorf, the Chicago jobs expert at Robert Half. So, what is it about STEM that is really so promising in terms of the job market? Well, I think, you know, even though you hear about tech layoffs, you know, what you'll find is many of those are really isolated to the big giants. And there are so many small and medium-sized companies that are struggling with strong, technically skilled workers that the demand will continue to remain very high in that space. So what's the best way to approach this if if – if you have those skills, obviously that helps. What's the best way to go about getting some of these skills? And does it necessarily have to be in science, technology, engineering, or math that you can benefit from a STEM-related job? Um, no, definitely not. You know, those skills are very transferable to many different types of opportunities. And you have to really look at, you know, what types of skills that you do have that can transfer you know, I think instead of going after four years degrees in that space, which we still highly recommend, you know, you can find many um, boot camps or, you know, quick learning skill environments where you can take the current transferable skills that you have, add additional skills in any of those sectors, science, tech, engineering, math, and go out and land the job that you want because, you know, talent is in such high demand right now. Michelle, we saw job numbers today that were better than expected. So what are you seeing in terms of the job market? And what's your advice? Not only let's start with people looking for work, but then also, you know, employers having a heck of a time in some cases filling positions. So what's your advice on those two fronts? Yep. So, you know, the advice to our clients is not to be so dead set on finding candidates that have all the skills that they're looking for. You know, we recommend hone in on what your top three skill sets are and be willing to train the rest. Um, For candidates, it's a great market. They need to take the time to really look at the types of roles or organizations that most interest them And, you know, kind of decide, um, you know, don't make rash decisions, but decide, you know, what are your deal makers and breakers in selecting the right position for yourself? You know, talk to your network. There are so many companies, networks, organizations talking to each other, trying to find candidates for their roles. And then really, again, going back to kind of what are your transferable skills? You don't have to be the perfect candidate for the job. Be confident in being able to sell your transferable skills um, and know that clients are out there looking for great talent and will be willing to work with you and train you in most cases. 
um, to fill the needs that they have right now. Michelle, any sense of how the job market's going to evolve this year, especially here in Chicago? You know, we certainly still see very, very high demand. Um, you know, even the quit rate is pretty high. We've got, you know, 46% of candidates looking for new opportunities in 2023, and even 29% of workers who are looking to make a career change even, maybe feeling a little burned out and, you know, wanting to try something new. And so, you know, the market is still very robust. There are literally 1.7 job openings for every available candidate out there. So candidates do have choices. Um, and clients really need to consider, you know, when looking for talent or even retaining their current talent um, to be able to meet their demand needs for 2023. It's Michelle Reisdorf, the Chicago jobs expert at Robert Half. Thanks, as always, for joining us, especially on a day when we got some interesting job numbers. Coming up, tech companies show off their latest gadgets at CES. A deposit for your future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. As in recent years, Autotech taking center stage at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. And the man that's been checking it out for us at CES is Jeff Gilbert, CBS's auto reporter. So, Jeff, we talked a little bit yesterday. What more can you tell us about some of the really cool stuff we're seeing at CES in the auto sector? Yeah, I think the biggest unveiling here in the auto sector is going to come later today when Ram unveils its first electric pickup truck, or at least the concept of it. Uh, They're talking about a lot of technology there. They're talking about faster recharging, more range, things of that nature. And, you know, EVs are popular, but pickup trucks are kind of where they think the market will be now because there are a lot of people who buy them for commercial fleets and they don't have to drive great distances with those vehicles. How are how's the Ram compare from what you've been able to see to say Chevy's offering or from Ford's offering because they've seemed to have taken a place in the market here? Yeah, we will be. Uh, you'll have to excuse me. I'm in a cab right now. And I'm about <laughs> Is it electric? It. Uh, <laughs> no, if it was an electric cab, that would be perfect. But <laughs> but I'm actually paying with my credit card right now. Well, so, I'll tell you, you know, what. While you're doing that, we will just a li- talk a little bit about the fact that you know. Uh, the the pickup sector has been fascinating in this whole EV area, not, not only because of the fact that, you know, it is a popular segment, but I understand these pickup trucks have some incredibly cool features, including something that maybe not a lot of people know about. You can actually, in an emergency or any time, power your house from a pickup truck, which is absolutely amazing to me. Tell me about that. Uh, yeah, what, what they're able to do with those vehicles, like the Ford F-150 Lightning, is essentially a battery on wheels. It's a vehicle that can power your house, it can power, power a work site, and it, it's the kind of thing that what, what they're doing with their advertising is they're trying to show that, uh, you know, EVs have advantages over conventionally gasoline-powered vehicles. So, you know, it's not just about being green, it's about being better. And where else in the EV sector, what are we seeing at CES that kind of gives us an indication of where that's going? Because obviously the pickups are a really cool segment, but, you know, passenger, you know, the standard passenger vehicles, that sort of thing has sort of been the mainstay of EVs. Are are we seeing anything really interesting or unique at CES in that front? I just had a conversation with the chief marketing officer for General Motors. This is going to be a big year for them with electric vehicles, because not only... Do they have their electric Chevy Silverado coming out? 
but they also have electric versions of the Chevy Equinox and the Blazer. So they're hitting right in the heart of the market, and they're also trying to get EVs out that are more affordable, maybe in the $30,000 range, because that's been a big issue with EVs so far is, you know, a lot of the first ones have been fairly expensive because they've got to recoup those big, big costs of the battery. Jeff, you talked about the fact that GM regained its crown as the number one U.S. automaker because its ability to access computer chips in this very unusual market in that front. Is that going to help GM in terms of its ability to compete on the EV front? That's very important on the EV front because the electric vehicles use more computer chips than gasoline-powered vehicles. So that's really one of the reasons behind the CHIPS Act that passed earlier this year. It's not so much about today's vehicle, but it's about knowing that we're going to need more and more of those chips in the future. And that's not just GM, it's all the car makers. All right, Jeff, from what you've seen at CES, if you could drive one of them home, which would it be and why? <laughs> you know, it would be the Ram pickup, even though I haven't seen it, just because it's new and it's unique. But I, I will also tell you that Driving an EV from uh, Las Vegas to Detroit would probably be a challenge that I'm not yet brave enough to attempt. Well, you know, if you did that, we'd have you stop by and get some deep dish pizza on the way, Jeff. Always great Deal. to talk with you. Jeff Gilbert, okay. the auto reporter from CBS and our Odyssey sister station, WWJ in Detroit. Always great to have you on, especially when we're talking high-tech vehicles. Still ahead, we'll tell you what in the world of bots and drones is coming up. As we check out Technology Thursday, that's later on in the WBBM Noon Business Hour. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Artificial intelligence, robots, and drones are all set to transform our lives in a big way. And joining us to talk about these humongous changes that are coming, Paul Hockman, the president of Humongous Media and the former tech editor of the Today Show. He's out of Cambridge, Massachusetts. So... What is ahead in AI and things like robots and drones, Paul? Well, what's ahead is, let's just start with the incredibly small. Uh, at the CES show in Vegas, uh, there is a group from Cornell University and the College of Arts and Sciences. They have launched a product, uh, or at least a project. It's not a product yet, but robots that they call marionettes. And those marionettes are designed to investigate or cure in, uh, diseases inside the human body. The tiny robots are about 40 microns wide. A single micron is a millionth of a meter. Uh, and they each have semiconductor components that let them be controlled with standard electric uh, electronic signals. So basically, the legs are the size of a few dozen atoms. The, the cell-level robots basically can be moved by laser pulses. So when the doctor wants to go investigate something or cure something inside a body, rather than using a scalpel, which in the end is uh, for the most part, something that is macro, not micro, it's large enough to see. Uh, instead of using a scalpel, they will send armies of these robots in to into various environments, uh, and they can survive extreme acidity and all kinds of other temperature changes, and they will cure diseases or cut out problems that a doctor otherwise could not get to. Wow, that's amazing. What else have you got, Paul? It sounds like you've got quite a few interesting things coming in terms of AI and all of these technologies related to it. Sure. Well, uh, personalized flying machines. Let's go right to it. Everybody oh, wants yay. to, you know, they're, exactly. That's what everybody's saying. Oh, yeah. Probably the busiest booth 
and I have folks there right now chatting with me about it. The, the, the busiest booth is the personalized flying machine group. Uh, and it's basically the, the, the vision of the future that everybody's wanted for probably ever since they saw the Jetsons, namely, and, and, and AI comes into it. These flying machines look like helicopters with multiple rotors uh, spread out on a small wing. And uh, they, they lift off, take you to places you couldn't get to, uh, certainly with an airplane, because you need much more uh, room for a, for a runway. But these personalized flying machines, the, the vision of them, and by the way, the application, because there are some that are in operation to try, uh, that is, of course, with a guide. But those devices, those flying machines will be guided by AI, because so many decisions about uh, you know, you, you don't have to be, in other words, a, a trained pilot to do it. So many decisions about how to fly this vehicle, et cetera, are now in the hands of the computer making decisions based on that AI-driven or machine learning. So that's a very, a very big and exciting trend at CES. Wow. So that's Paul Hockman, the president of Humongous Media and the former tech editor for the Today Show out of Cambridge. Just a couple of the ways that AI and robotics and drones are going to really change our lives in the future. We appreciate it. Coming up, tech companies show off their latest gadgets at CES. We'll continue to look at the developments in tech throughout this very busy tech week here on the WBBM Noon Business Hour. And then we'll look at the health of the American consumer. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Chicago's news traffic and weather station, News Radio 105.9. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. And in for Rob Hart, I'm Jim Goodis, and these are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Major changes to U.S. immigration rules. The Buffalo Bills say safety DeMar Hamlin has shown remarkable improvement after collapsing at Monday night's game. And Technology Thursday continues on the Noon Business Hour, and we'll look at cool gadgets from the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. Still lots to talk about and lots of fun. Also, what retail numbers from the recent holiday shopping season tell us about consumers' financial health. Not terribly healthy on Wall Street today. The Dow is down now 279 points. At least it's come back from session lows. The S&P 500 is down 31, and the Nasdaq is down 94 points. AccuWeather says we'll have a mix of snow and flurries at times. It could leave a coating to an inch on some grassy surfaces today. Temperatures are going to hold nearly steady between the low and mid-30s. Right now, it's 33 under cloudy skies at O'Hare at 1231. The Biden administration announces major changes to immigration rules. More from CBS correspondent Steve Dorsey. The White House wants to quickly expel Cubans, Haitians, and Nicaraguans who enter the U.S. illegally, in addition to efforts to turn away Venezuelans. Instead, the Biden administration will allow 30,000 legal immigrants per month from those four nations. The president is expected to travel to the southern border in Texas this weekend. This news comes as the Supreme Court considers an ending to the Trump-era policy that allows border officials to turn away asylum seekers. The White House does not believe a Supreme Court ruling would affect its plans. The Buffalo Bills report that DeMar Hamlin, who had to be resuscitated at Monday night's game against the Bengals, has shown remarkable improvement over the past 24 hours. 
An update shared on the team's Twitter account states that while Hamlin is still critically ill, he appears to be neurologically intact and his lungs continue to heal and he's making steady progress. Hamlin has been in critical condition since his collapse on the field and is under the care of doctors at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. It's 1232. Your daily transaction for useful information. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Well, stocks are trading lower. They've rebounded just a bit, though. And joining us with the latest on the sagging markets today, Art Hogan, the chief market strategist at B. Riley Financial in New York. So, Art, I guess uh, better than expected job news, not great news for the markets, huh? Yeah, that's exactly the point. Unfortunately, when you're in a rate hiking cycle and the Fed clearly is in that, um, the good economic data tends to be bad for markets. So we got a couple of pieces of data. The ADP employment change, the private payrolls numbers that comes out before the jobs number on Friday, showed an increase in December of 235,000. We were looking for about 150,000. So that was a little hotter than expected. And then along with that, the initial jobless claims, which is a government report, came out at 204,000, expecting 225,000. So What's interesting and, and a real conundrum for the Fed is, you know, why is it that the labor market continues to remain so tight? And while in normal times when we're not in a rate hiking cycle, more jobs is good news for the economy, right now it's bad news because it means that the Fed likely has to remain higher for longer with their tight monetary policy. And what is it about the monetary policy that doesn't seem to be slowing down the economy perhaps as quickly as investors would like to see? I mean, we, we are seeing higher rates, but... You know, these job numbers suggest that maybe the economy isn't slowing down as much as we need it to slow down. Yeah, I think there's a couple things that go into that, and that's a great question. I think the parts that the, of the economy the Fed really has control over are rolling over pretty quickly. So we've seen things like housing prices have rolled over since the month of June. If you look at the Zillow data on a monthly basis, that's rolled over pretty uh, precipitously. Um, and so that's good news. That, that's really controlled by interest rates because of mortgage rates and affordability, et cetera. So we're seeing that pull, roll over. The, the Fed doesn't have a lot of control over jobs directly. What they do have control over is, is the cost of capital. And eventually when the cost of capital gets such that uh, businesses stop hiring, um, then you know there, there may be an increase in the unemployment rate. But that's just not happening yet because the underlying strength in the uh, labor part of the economy coming into this rate hiking cycle uh, was pretty significant. We have two jobs available. At the beginning of the year, we had two jobs available for every person that was looking for one. That's the beginning of last year. Now we're down to 1.7, but still very tight labor market. And I think that's the real uh, that's the real needle that the, the Fed has to thread here because it's, it's not going to be easy um, to see that pullback uh, significantly. But the good news is a lot of other things have come down to price, whether it's gasoline, shipping cost, you know, all the industrial metals, you know, things across the commodity complex have come in significantly. And eventually all the layoffs we've heard uh, from the big tech companies will start playing into this unemployment rate and, and the weekly initial jobless claims. So Art, what's your advice or your suggestion or your thoughts about how investors should be looking at the current conditions and how they should be planning, not only for what's happening now, but as we look into the new year? As we head into the new year, I think a couple of things. I think the, the, the year is set up in a better place than we were set up at the beginning of last year. By that, I mean, last year we had a yield on the U.S. 10-year Treasury note that went from one and a half to four and a quarter. We're not going to see that kind of move in Treasury yields. And I think that, that as a matter of fact, the Treasury curve seems to have flattened out. 
and continues to, to remain a whole lot less volatile than it did last year. I think that's good news. It'll remain the case this year. That's good for stock appetite. I think the second thing is inflation is likely peaked. That's good news. And I think the Fed will likely peak in their hawkishness this quarter. Again, good news for stocks. But it's going to take most of the first quarter for that to happen. I think if you're patient and put together a diversified portfolio, one end of a barbell, you want to have things that we need versus things that you want in a slower economy. So think about healthcare, think about energy, and think about consumer staples. On the other end is when you sharpen your pencil and look for those companies that have defensible moats around their business, strong cash flows, and good management teams. So a lot of those companies like Apple and Microsoft and Alphabet that have really been beaten up with significant multiple contraction over the course of the last several quarters uh, are starting to look very attractive. You don't have to rush into these, but I would certainly say a defensible strategy this year is a barbell approach with some things that you need versus things that you want on one end and, and some really cheap growth companies on the other. Art, is there anything about the way we've seen reaction to economic numbers of late that you find either to be misleading or perhaps an overreaction or an underreaction? Just your thought on how investors like today, how they reacted to these one set of or a couple sets of job numbers. Yeah, I, I would tell you, unfortunately, we are in a very counterintuitive place, right? And we're in the rate hiking cycle and every piece of data is looked at through the lens of what will this mean to the Fed in monetary policy? Now, we will get to a place and likely sometime this quarter where the Fed pauses. And they, they're not going to raise rates anymore and they've gotten to their terminal rate. That's likely to be at or about 5%. When that happens, Economic data can then be looked through the, the lens of, is this good news or bad news? And I think then reacted to in a much more intuitive fashion. So right now we're sort of in the, in, in, uh, in the, the just frustratingly counterintuitive place where good news is reflected poorly in, in markets when at the end of the day, good news is actually good news for earnings for corporate America. So we're not there yet. Sometime this quarter we'll be there and we can stop seeing these sort of um, – uh, upside-down reactions or ridiculously backwards reactions uh, to economic data, which otherwise should be celebrated. Well, at times when good news is bad news, it's always good news to bring on Art Hogan, the chief market strategist at B. Riley Financial in New York. Art, always great to have you on, especially in times like these and with numbers like these. Up next on Technology Thursday, a live shot from the floor of the Consumer Electronics Show. Investing 60 minutes each weekday for planning for the future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Well, it's Technology Thursday on the WBBM Noon Business Hour, and CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, is underway in Las Vegas. And our floor correspondent this week has been Jennifer Jolly, <laughs> the Tech Live columnist for USA Today, the founder, editor-in-chief at Techish.com, and... She is joining us live from the floor of CES. So, Jennifer, we had to bring you back because there's just so much cool stuff oh, there. So just start off. God. Tell us what's going on. What's the latest you've seen? We could talk every single day for the next year and still barely scratch the surface of what I've seen here so far. But I have to say LG's massive 97-inch M3 wireless 4K OLED TV is totally stealing the television screen spotlight this year, as much for what's on it as what's not. Flawless, beautiful, bright, eye-popping images that get beamed to the television from a separate 120 hertz box that LG calls Zero Connect. Why do they call it that? Because there's no more messy wires or cables. Uh, there's been a rumor about wireless TVs for a long time now. It is here. LG is leading the way in that. We expect to see it out later this year. Nowhere down on pricing. 
How does that work? Because it, it's always seemed, yeah. at least lately, that unless you're hardwired, you're not yeah. going to get the best picture or the best quality. How is it that they're able to do this in a wireless setup? It, they, of course, will say it's proprietary technology, mm-hmm. but at that Zero Connect box can work, can function from up to 30 feet away from the screen. So the, the idea behind it, where you know, put it wherever it blends best into your decor, uh, we watched it uh, shown off with both audio and video, and it worked really, really well. I have to totally admit I haven't dug into the details of exactly the technology that's going on there. I think I need, my brain needs a little bit of a break. Um, and, and just, you know, not an excuse, but I've had about four hours of sleep in the last two days. You've had so, that much at CES? Yeah, wow. I know. I know. So, but I promise one of the, like, I'll figure it out exactly what that tech is. And we'll talk about it very, very soon. All right. Just really quick. What other things? Just give me a quick couple of lists of things that this was cool and that was cool and this was cool. Yep, Kohler launched something called the Sprig Shower Infusion System. It's kind of like a Keurig for your shower. It's a gadget that connects right onto your shower head. You pop a pod into it, and you get scents like eucalyptus, chamomile, lavender. It also has other ingredients in the pod like hyaluronic acid and sodium. So those things are what is used all the time in high-end spas. It's really stuff that's really good for your skin, makes you feel better, so you can get that spa experience at home comes out this spring, 140 bucks. We are taking a look at a flying car called Aska. It actually got damaged. It, their flights were delayed, and then it got damaged getting shipped here. We were supposed to take it for a test ride yesterday. Uh, we're hoping to jump in that tomorrow. Um, the Arcade 1-Up Wheel of Fortune Casino Cade, no longer what happens in Vegas, has to stay in Vegas because the most popular casino game in all of Las Vegas is Wheel of Fortune Arcade one up makers of awesome retro gadgets made one that you can take home for just under five hundred bucks. Wow. Jennifer, I can imagine why you're not getting any sleep. I'm actually surprised, <laughs> as I said, that you've gotten four hours. Yeah, because it's yeah, yeah. because yeah, it's a lot of work, but for you, this has just gotta be like I can't even imagine what it's like to be on the floor at CES and just because you oh. obviously love tech and this is almost as if yeah. you've, you've gone to heaven. Oh, it is like my Super Bowl. I mean, I have seen um, things that I just couldn't have imagined before actually seeing them with my own two eyes, like a set of smart buttons that let your dog actually send you a text. We'll talk about that uh, very, very soon, I'm sure. Um, uh, so a new, um, there's a new robot dog that can like follow you around, do all these amazing things, but it's under $80. Which, again, you know, so sometimes it's just things like actually being affordable that make this a gadget that makes me say OMG. I can imagine my dog would only have about two words to text to me. Walk and out. Or maybe, and maybe, eat, and maybe uh, dinner. But anyway, yeah. so three. Food, outside, walk, pets, right? There you go. There you go. See, that's why, that's why you're the tech correspondent for USA Today, because... <laughs> You know these things that I miss, like, of course, pets. Jennifer Jolly, the Tech Life columnist for USA Today, the founder and editor-in-chief at Techish.com, live but sleep-deprived from the floor of CES. Thanks, Jennifer. Great to have you with us. Join us at this time tomorrow for Entrepreneur Friday. Still to come, 
a look at the financial health of U.S. consumers. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The headlines across financial news sites today talk about the record spending online this holiday season, but the numbers cited can be misleading about the strength of the American consumer. And joining us to explain, Gerald Storch, the CEO of Storch Advisors, formerly the vice chairman at Target and chairman and CEO of Toys R Us in Vero Beach, Florida. So the numbers, I guess, uh, Jerry, maybe not as promising as they might appear at first glance, correct? No, I, yes, I think that's that's right. Unfortunately, the 3.5% increase in online sales that Adobe talks about, while it's a record in the sense that it's higher than last year, it's not a very good number. Uh, if you go back to last year's Christmas, the same metric was up 8.7%. So you can see just how far things have actually fallen. And if online sales weren't growing by at least a dollar, then I guess you say two things. First of all, it wouldn't be a record. So you say, record, record, it's up by at least a buck. But the real problem is online sales should be growing by 10% or even 20% year over year, and they're not. And bricks and mortar sales, as you know, are lagging behind online growth. And so it really wasn't a very good Christmas. So, Jerry, what does this say, not only as you talk about the holiday season, maybe not as bright as we had thought, but does this tell us anything about what we can expect moving forward for retail? Well, I think things are going to be slow. Look at today's headlines. You see Amazon laying off 18,000 people. That's not because retail is great. You see Bed Bath & Beyond uh, probably going bankrupt based upon today's news. Again, that's not because retail is great. And on top of all of it, even the sales that did happen over the holiday were bought at a very steep promotional discount. And so that means that retailer profits may be even worse than sales. So I think we're going through a very difficult period as we look at the next year. And the first chance sort of to get it back might be next Christmas. So it's going to be a struggle. The retailers obviously offer value, what consumers want every day. And uh, if you get ahead of the curve, can win. I think Walmart can do fine. Costco, uh, Five Below, TJ Maxx. You know, Kroger, who sells groceries, heck, you know, that's a necessity. Uh, there are companies that will do fine, but most retailers are going to struggle. All right. Well, even though the news is not necessarily great, we always appreciate your perspective on what's going on. Gerald Storch, the CEO of Storch Advisors, formerly the vice chairman at Target and chairman and CEO of Toys R Us in Vero Beach, Florida. We always appreciate your insight and hoping that maybe the news will be a little bit better in 2023. But as he says, the holiday numbers suggest it's still a very tough time for retail. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.